vibrate. Is it? I didn't do that yet. Jacques George, right? Yes. Ah, yo. The Abrahamian brothers. Abrahamian brothers. There we go. That's, uh, a, that's a good way of putting it. Yes. We are live, boys. Alrighty. <laughs> Hello. Just really quickly. <laughs> Let's make sure we got. The we're gonna feeds. ignore you guys for like. A, we're gonna ignore you guys for a good thirty <laughs> seconds just because we want to set everything up here, and then and then we move forward. So. Awesome. Sounds uh, good. Uh, to set everything up. Set everything make sure up. the uh, generator, everything's plugged in. <laughs> There you go, Jacques. We're at show 74. We're learning what we're doing as we go. <laughs> That's yeah. how you look. We're good? It's a few seconds behind. Yes. yes. Ed, are you going to leave your mask on? We'll think about it. <laughs> For solidarity, <laughs> yes, I'll keep switching. Up. Thank you. Thank there you. we go. I appreciate it. All righty. So we're good here. We're good here. I figured I we're clo- sitting so close. Might as well at least wear a mask. At this <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be six feet away from each other, but... <laughs> As long as you're not licking the microphone, I think you're <laughs> There okay. you go. Exactly. I'm the only person that's using this, so I'm cool with this one. Anyway. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? Very good. Uh, today's special guests, the Abrahamian brothers. Or yeah. Abrahamian brothers. Abrahamian. Yes. Abrahamian, Abrahamian, <laughs> Abrahamian brothers. Jacques and George. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for taking time out of your Monday. I mean, well... Everybody's kind of <laughs> quarantined. <laughs> no one's really doing anything. We've got so. nothing but time right <laughs> now. <laughs> nothing but time. Is today Maybe? Monday or Friday? I'm today today <laughs> is Monday. Any day you want Monday. it to be. Okay. Yeah. Plus, we, we should probably start doing the show every night since... Every night? Nobody's working. Everybody's sitting home. You know what we could do? We could do a... Uh, remote? A remote home live video sure. every night. Just so... <laughs> I think that's going to sound better for now. <laughs> uh, today's special guests, like I said, we have Mr. George and Mr. Jacques, uh, hair transplant specialists, or is it just hair transplant, or is it just hair specialists, or what would you guys define um, your specialty as far as work? We like to call it hair restoration. Hair yeah. restoration. Yeah. Okay. And you guys are based out of Pasadena, right? Yep. Correct. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so... Just before we get into the entire, uh, you know, transplants and hair restoration and everything, uh, let's go back a little bit in time because um, we want to know, you know, what led you guys to actually start doing, you know, hair restoration. And uh, it's, you know, it's a, apparently it's a family business now and <laughs> it started with Jacques and now George is in it as well. So, I mean, Jacques, let's start with you. I mean, sure. uh, I mean, the way we got started was uh, it was more of a personal story. Hmm? You know, I started losing my hair when I was 18. Um, you know, and I didn't have the funds uh, of having it done until I was in my late 20s. Sorry, George. There we go. There we go. No worries. So when I did finally get the chance to do it, uh, when I was 28, I believe, uh, the first one I had, uh, basically I got lucky enough that the doctor that did perform it, you know, offered me a position once I graduated school, and that's how I got started. Wow. Yeah, so, so I was a... School a, in what, what type of school? Uh, I got my master's in medicine. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Wow. Went to Western University in Pomona. Nice. Very nice. And then George? Yeah, so... Was it like bro- brothers <coughs> brothers doing hair restoration? I pulled him <laughs> in. Really? Yeah, basically, no. So uh, I did my residency in internal medicine over in Queens, New York. And um, I just loved working with my hands. That's what I realized during that time was as much as I loved patient interaction. Um, but it was really the, the procedures that I really enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And part of it was just the, the crippling OCD that I have. So I think that combination of OCD and the love for procedures led me into doing something that's like hands-on and very meticulous, which uh, something that FUE would definitely qualify as. So 
uh, when I would be home for vacation during my time during residency, I would sit in on my brother's procedures. I'd watch him work, and it was just fascinating to me. And so I decided that when I graduated, that's what I was going to do. And so just jumped right in. Hair restoration. Yeah, hair restoration. And <coughs> there's two types of hair restoration from my understanding. There's the FUE and then there's the FUT, correct? Correct. Yeah. So there's actually more than two. There's about four or five. Really? The most common ones are the FUE and the FUT. Okay. So, I mean, what are the – hold on. Before, I will get into FUT and FUE both, but what are the other, th- what are the other three? The flaps is one, and then scalp reduction is also another one. So, I mean, what, can, you, can you get into detail? Flaps and scalp reduction. Scalp reduction is where they basically cut out the section of the area of your scalp that's thinning, and they'll bring the areas of higher density together, and they'll suture it or they'll oh, bring shoot. it together. Yeah. And then the so flap is where they cut out one section, whether it's the temples, and they pull it and they stretch the skin to cover the balding area. Those are painful. These are outdated and archaic. No one really does these anymore, but you'll be surprised that some clinics still do offer it's it. It's like scalping, practically. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. A lot more complications. And you got shock loss. You got large scarring and so oh. on and so forth. Jam. Yeah. Yeah. But FUT now, which is basically... The strip technique, right? Correct. Everybody's is everybody shying away from that as far as hair restoration, doctors and PAs and um, shying away from it. Really, it's it's more coming comes down to whether or not they're capable of doing the FUE procedure. Um, the FUT is a lot easier to do for the practitioner because you just it's like a fifteen minute slice and slice. You take the the donor p- the donor area out, and then under a microscope you separate out the grafts. And whereas with the FUE, it's, you know, you're wearing your loops for hours on end and you're meticulously picking and choosing the individual follicular units that you're going to extract. And it just takes a lot longer to do. It takes a lot more hand-eye coordination to do. So people who do the FUT, the strip surgery, um, it just depends on whether or not they're willing to shut down their practice for a year or two or continue their practice and learn how to do the FUE anyway. Wow. And yeah, so it's it's there's still a lot of FUSS or the FUT out there, the strip surgery. But I think as you know, time goes on, people are just going to want the FUE more, so it'll become more and more prevalent. And uh, for those of you you know tuning in, um, the FUT and the FUE. The FUT is basically when you have a smiley face on the back of your head. <laughs> that's it's a scar that's basically there, and but, it's kind but of. Th- are the FUT scars anywhere near as? Uh, Visible as the other one, the yeah, what's it called? F-U-E. The flap, the flap layer, or uh, they both have uh, depending on how short you cut your hair, mm. there's a good amount of scarring. So, even with FUT, you can have scarring, of course. I, I mean, see. there's no such thing as a scar free procedure, uh, but as far as the least invasive method, the least noticeable would be the FUE. But even the FUE has scarring, but it's very minimal. You really have to shave your hair down to your skin to be able to see it. Like, you wouldn't be able to do a buzz cut with an FUT. Yeah. Like, as soon as you buzz your hair, you're going to see that suture, the suture. suture scar. Happy face. Yeah. yeah, happy face. Plus, and you'll get shock loss. You know, uh, sometimes you get hypertrophic scarring. It almost looks like a speed bump in the back of your head. So you're mm-hmm. typically restricted to cutting your hair no lower than a number four or number five. Yeah. With the FUE, I've had clients do a zero or a one, and no one can really tell. Yeah. Well, I was hoping we can do a... Uh, 
demo a few e on, on <laughs> sure. my on my hair <laughs> and by the end of the show our, our viewers can see what the before and after looks like is that possible we'll be here for about nine hours nine hours is that how long the procedure takes it varies person to person there's a lot of did you guys bring the tools they're right in the trunk now this is basically in-house, right? There's, it's not in an OR room or anything, is it? It's a procedure room. There's no general anesthesia. It's all done with local anesthesia. So and no one's awake. asleep and everyone's awake. But a lot of our patients kind of describe it as a day in the spa. Um, the most painful parts are typically just when they're getting the local anesthetic. The a needle. couple of needle pokes, yeah, with the, with the numbing agents. And how about the recovery time? Um, it's almost pain-free, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Most clients, depending on the number of grafts or hairs they get, we use the words grafts or follicles. A puffiness of the face <coughs> can range from three to five days. In regards to pain, nine out of ten clients say, you know, when they come back the next day for a follow-up, they didn't have to take a Tylenol, they didn't have to take a Percocet or a Vicodin that we prescribe. Most were say, I just felt like a little bruised sensation. Yeah. It's yeah. more of like it a swelling, basically. Exactly, that's yeah. what it is. Because I've noticed, like some of the you guys have, they have a YouTube channel as well. I've seen, you know, the procedures you guys do. You know, it's the, you guys take it from the back, you implant it on top, and then when they come back, uh, you guys there's like a headband and there's like uh, you know you guys cover up everything. But then when they're back, you don't see anything as far as you know major major bruising or anything, right? It's just most of the anesthesia just kind of comes exactly. down, works its way down the face yeah. over the course of like. Maximum a week. Out of a hundred clients, I want to say maybe about two or three might get bruising under the eyes. Uh, That's all genetic. That, exactly. Yeah. If you have thin blood, but what helps is uh, pineapple, papaya, arnica. Okay. All of these help the, their anti-bruising. And mm. how do you prepare for something like this as far as a patient goes? Okay, they come in for a consultation, and you know what they qualify for at the FUE procedure. What are the next steps? What does a patient have to do to prep themselves for a surgery? Um, it, the real preparation kind of starts about two weeks beforehand where we just tell them to avoid eating certain things, taking certain medications like ibuprofen, anything that's going to make your blood thin, aspirin, uh, avoid alcohol. Um, if you know you have salt and pepper hair or you have white hair, we ask them to dye their hair the night before the procedure because when you have bright white lights, white skin, white hair, it's just impossible to see and pick mm. and choose the good grafts. Um, but beyond that, it, there's not much more to it in terms of preparation prior to the procedure. So salt and pepper hair, when you guys pull out the actual follicle, I mean, how much of it, how much of it is actual hair and how much of it is actual like skin or um, the roots? The root <laughs> itself. Sure. Uh, the root, it, it varies <coughs> person to person. Um, I'd say maybe like four or five millimeters in length and our punch is... 0.9 millimeters? 0.8, 0.9, depending point, yeah. on the hair texture and the strength yeah. of the donor. Because wow. when you say punch, it's like a uh, kind of like a, a pen, right? Yeah, exa- it's, it's, it's like a handheld drill. Mm-hmm. About the length of a pen, you hold it, and it has a little spinning drill with a drill bit in it. And the drill bit is hollow, and we're... It goes in, picks out the follicle, exactly. you take it out. We're, we're basically cutting the body's smallest muscle, the erector pili muscle. Yeah. Uh, so once we have that cut, we just manually harvest using forceps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is there anybody that <coughs> anybody that's not a good candidate for an FUE? Uh, Limited donor, large surface area to cover. Yeah. So uh, I want to say out of ten, we probably turn away two or three clients out of ten. Mm. They're not a candidate. Expectations aren't going to be met, and it's better you be transparent with them and are honest. Um, we turn them away, and then if they don't have enough donor. 
we give them the option of doing body hair. You can really? actually you can yeah. actually transplant hairs on on your scalp using hairs from the chest, the neck, the face, the arm, the legs. Um, I no longer offer it, but there are clinics we refer our clients to who are not the best candidates or who don't have enough donor. But is the quality of the hair on your head the same? It's as not. So That's why you want to use these as fillers, not uh, necessarily in the frontal regions where people are going to see it. They're going to high-five you on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you, get your you, have your, you have your pubes on your head. <laughs> you'll, you'll be surprised of the places you're taking hairspray. So. Oh, like, my God. You know what? The density on the top of your head looks a lot thicker. Than <laughs> <laughs> Since you're a transplant, you, you turn out to be an asshole. Well, they did pick the air from my ass. <laughs> The hair is bouncing. Oh <laughs> it's got a little bit of plate to it. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Done it all. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have heard all the jokes. Done it all. <laughs> we haven't, so it, a, lot of these, a lot of this conversation is new to us. <laughs> what about technology? Do you guys see it coming? It's still progressing in a way where you're going to just have no one turned around? Do you think this technology could improve even more? Well, back in the days, the gold standard technology was the strip technique. That was the number one technique uh, prior to the FUE. Now that the FUE came along, FUT is no longer the gold standard. FUE is. Anything more advanced than the FUE would probably be hair cloning. And we don't know where when that's going to be available. But there's trials on hair cloning already. To be honest, they spend more money on trying to figure out cure for hair loss versus f- trying to find cure for breast cancer. Or yeah. diabetes. Really? Yeah. That's wow. True. Yeah. Well, that's sad. It's sad. That is true. It's, oh it, because, look, I've, I've probably... What? That was just insane. The amount of money they spent on research? Because it's cosmetic, I think... A lot of people have insecurities about thinning hairline, and uh, it's something that I've thought about probably for about, I want to say almost maybe 15 or so years, but I always thought, it's okay, you know, in the next three to five years, I'm sure something will come out where I'll just take a pill and... Well, well, there is. Isn't there there the, uh, what is it, finasteride that everybody's (coughs) talking about? Finasteride, butasteride. I mean, there's no magic pill that it's just going to do, you're going to have... Sounds like you're gonna take it that and then become impotent or something. I mean, well, the one thing, the right, the test yeah. Right. Well, the one thing I did hear about finasteride is basically it messes with the hormones, right? <laughs> See, I told it's you. A, it's, <laughs> a, See, it's a it blocks the conversion from testosterone to DHT, dihydrotestosterone, and that's the hormone that's implicated in hair loss in male pattern baldness. So basically, DHT. so you'll grow hair, but you'll grow breasts at the same time, and you lose your manhood. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. really, it's really more you'll just have. Potentially erectile dysfunction. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's, that's about it. I feel like as soon as I say yeah. that, they're just like, I'm, I'm okay without. You know that what? I'll, I'll just shave my head. <laughs> but I mean, what? Wow. What? As far as and I know you guys. That's you guys basically shy away from that, right? You don't. You guys don't even offer any of that stuff, or um, it's not that we don't offer it. We try to more educate our patients on what the risks and the benefits are, really, of all the procedures <clears throat> and all the medications and everything that we offer and whatever is available out there and we allow our patients to make the decision themselves mm. if it's something that they feel is worth the risk for them then we're more than happy to help provide some of those things you also have to consider the extent of hair loss they have along with their age 
So uh, if it's someone who's in their early 20s, 30s, wanting to start a family one day, probably not the best avenue to go. But if it's someone that's been married, divorced, has had, you know, children, 50s, 60s, 70s, then... You no know, longer having sex. <laughs> and <then>. also... The, <laughs> <laughs> see, like, it, that, it, that confuses me. It's like, okay, you're getting a hair transplant to boost your confidence, to kind of, <laughs> you know, make yourself more attractable and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know what? Your tool's not gonna work. <laughs> Don't worry about it. There's a solution for that it's, too. So, so yeah, uh, take another pill. A little blue pill. Yeah, I think the uh, the pills come with a uh, bonus <laughs> Cialis pill. It's like listen, you so take you, can... you take this beige pill for your hair, <laughs> and you take this blue pill for your penis. <laughs> oh, God, Ray, by the way, Ray says hi to you guys. He I says really? uh, you guys are amazing and you change a life. So he's so grateful. Uh, Thank you. That's thank awesome. He showed us before and after. Yeah, that was a huge difference. You guys do that work? Yeah, Jacques did it. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome, man. That's yeah, it, it was, I, he looked like a completely different yeah, person. Yeah. And He's definitely <coughs> 20 years younger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you, you know, if you always go back to a uh, couple episodes back, Ray Beersnabekian was a guest with us two times. And, you know, he showed us the before and afters. And he's a completely different person. Now, as far as. Going, the, the, what you, were, you guys were mentioning as far as uh, who qualifies and who doesn't. Let's say, for example, somebody comes in completely bald on top, but they got a nice chunk, of, chunk in the back. Would, you, would they be a good candidate? How many surgeries would it take? Um, is it one time, two times, three times to get some sort of full density in there? So we try to I think we, we should do demo on my head, probably. I'm a perfect <laughs> candidate. You, you know, no, I'm talking about like completely gone. Oh, completely bald. Yeah, like as in like... Like, like just, a cab driver bald. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Like, clean, Mr. Clean bald. Yeah, like a, like a, like a plumber uh, like a that Q comes ball. by. Let, and let's see what you have <clears throat> under the hat you're wearing. Ray, you mind if I take off your hat, brother? <laughs> Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. I mean, uh, not yeah, that you bad. You don't need that yes. much. Yeah, you need at least two procedures, though. Two procedures. Two procedures. Wow. First half, wait at least a year, then do the second half. I think four pubes and four chests. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Take your mask off. <laughs> I forgot my hat. So two procedures. At least. Yeah. Says, two procedures. I think he just needs four pubes and four chests. All right, guys. So after the show, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to start a GoFundMe page. I'm going to need two procedures in the next 24 months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but... As far as, like, for example, I have very thin hair, uh, very soft, very thin. Um, does that make me a good, a decent, or a bad candidate? Or good question. Does the quality at all matter? So there's when, <coughs> when you're looking into hair restoration, there's two things you look for at least. One is the texture of the hair. Mm -hmm. Second is the density that they have. Yeah. So clients who have fine, thin hair, such as yourself, the outcome will become much more softer, more natural looking because the hair itself is not as coarse. Mm -hmm. But the downside is if you don't get a lot of multiple hairs per follicle, then your density may not be as high. And also you have the fineness, which is not going to work on your benefit. Now, that's one point. But the benefit is fine, thin hair gives you more of a natural looking result. But sometimes if you don't have high density per graft or per follicle, the density is not as high. The best is fine, thin hair with high density follicles, natural mm. looking plus high density. So follicles, of course, are the natural groupings, contains at least one hair. I've seen up to eight hairs per <coughs> graft. Mm. Eight hairs? Eight hairs. Eight hairs in a single follicle. That Jeez. guy's going to get eight times more the density versus a person with just one or two hairs. And when you're picking out 
the uh, follicles, can you see how many hairs there are per graft? Correct. Yeah. So do you get to pick and choose the twos and threes and fives? Or yeah. If we have that luxury, if you then have we the luxury. do. Yeah. Not everyone does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have they had prior procedures? <coughs> do they have scar tissue? And so on and so forth. So they smoke? Do they drink? Things like All that. Of that. All of that. Really? Really? Absolutely. What how kind does of health do they have to be in? in order to qualify for the procedure. As What's long as you're question? breathing, I think you're okay. <laughs> yeah. You're not in under general no. anesthesia, no. so... Yeah. And, and we don't even call this surgery. It's a procedure. Yeah. <coughs> you're up, you're awake, you're watching a movie, listening to music. Yeah. Nicholas nope. is asking, do you guys use a choy pen to implant the grafts? No. no. We don't use a choy pen, lion pen, none of those. Um, our team has enough experience that's been with me since day one that I started. If I were to ever, God forbid, uh, you know, change team members, then we would go into implant, implanter pens such as the Choi. Uh, yeah. Okay. Experience is what really counts in implanting. It's just as important as all the other phases. So how does one, the only way you can, because I'm assuming there's no residency program, there's no fellowship. It's more so about you have to go work for a clinic, kind of. You have to be lucky enough, basically, for someone to train you mm. and then give you their secrets uh. yeah now as far as okay you do the surgery <coughs> you're done uh recovery wise when do you actually start seeing results let's say uh it's somebody who's you know uh, for example uh, a patient like armand buzz the hair do the transplant when does he actually start seeing results? When does the hair start actually <coughs> growing in? The so erectile dysfunction results or the <laughs> hair transplant? Hair transplant yeah, results, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get to the erectile dysfunction <laughs> when our cardiologist is here. <laughs> Buy one, get one free broken. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so, boo. <laughs> you got to get there. <laughs> so, I mean, when, when would he start seeing results as far as, you know, the, whatever's been implanted coming sure. back? So typically, you're not really going to see much growth for the first three to four months. After four months, you'll start seeing some growth. Mm -hmm. At about six months, you'll see 50% of what your final density is going to be. Okay. About a year out from the procedure, you're at 70%, 80%. And 14 to 16 months is when you're going to see the final, whatever your density is, whatever you're going to get, you'll get it by 14, 16 months. So basically about a mm -hmm. year and a, year and, year and a quarter, yeah. yeah. And do the new implanted hair eventually fall off as well or if you're very unlucky um you know how you see people who have no hair on top of their head but they have this yeah. lion's mane on the side That's yeah. because <laughs> the hair in the in the donor area typically doesn't have the receptor for dht and so whatever we remove from the donor area and we transplant to the recipient area ideally will be with you well into your 60s or 70s or 80s so it'll it'll last quite some time yeah when it comes to hair loss, there's five patterns and there's seven classifications. Patterns are how a client is starting to lose the hair. So, for example, a pattern one is when they just lose the hairline and the crown, I should say. Pattern two is when they just lose the hairline. Pattern three, they don't lose the hairline, they just lose the crown. Pattern four is mostly seen in women where they have diffuse thinning. They never lose the crown or the hairline. It's central diffuse. Mm -hmm. And then pattern five is when they lose the donor the reverse hair loss and it moves upwards. Usually we lose at the top and it moves oh, downwards. Yeah. I've never seen that though. Very yeah, rare. Very in, rare. In, in 10, 12 years I've been <coughs> doing this, I've seen maybe three or four. So they don't even have a donor area. And then you have the classifications, which are how bad is my pattern? So I know what my pattern is. I'm losing it from the front, but what's the severity? One is normal. Seven is the worst. They're not a candidate. So to answer your question, if anyone 
who gets a hair transplant. And in the future, they were going to be a class seven, then they would even lose the transplants at hairs. Why? Because these clients are not a candidate to begin with. But we can't see they're going to be a class seven when they're 30, when this is supposed to happen when they're 50 or 60. But the hair, the transplant hair itself, it can also go through the the the, the natural cycle, the antigen, the catagen, the telogen, which basically is the growing, resting, and the falling out stage. That can also happen, but it all comes back. Now, <coughs> you, you see these days a lot of advertisements for oils from Africa and all different parts of the world. ACU. ACU, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are any of those, is there any truth, any effectiveness to any of that? Or what are some methods that, for example, men or women can do to s preventive measures, whether it's specific diet or anything that like we Like homeopathic? Eat? Well, not necessarily homeopathic, but something to prevent. There's uh, no cure. There's no absolute. You could slow it down. You can, okay. The, so how do you slow it? All the oils, down? castor <coughs> oil is the only one that's helped to stimulate, shown to stimulate yeah. hair growth. Okay. As far as things you can do, multivitamins for hair, skin, and nails, biotin, vitamin B12, uh, folate, folic acid, and so on and so forth. Organic shampoos, which should be sulfate-free. Uh, and, of course, the sooner you start on these DHT blockers, do PRP, platelet-rich plasma, uh, topical minoxidil, it's going to help slow down, and it's going to help grow more hairs as well. Mm. But it's not a cure. Well, you mentioned one topic <coughs> that we obviously want to dip into as well, is the PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Now, there are, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, uh, myths about PRP and there's a lot of truth behind PRP. Does it really help with hair loss as far as stopping <coughs> it completely? So there's no stopping hair loss. You can slow it down. You can improve what you have. But <coughs> if you're going to fall into male pattern baldness, then it's it's just something that's going to happen to you down the line at some point. And you just want to delay it as much as possible to enjoy the hair. Yeah. You know? But it doesn't regrow it. It'll it'll strengthen some of the hair. Some of the hair is... 10 to 15 percent yeah. growth. Yeah. Without any procedure, you have to catch it early, though. Yeah, <coughs> it's not a cure for hair loss. It's never going to take the place of a hair transplant. But if it's the early stages of thinning, you're losing a lot of hairs. PRP is a great way to slow it down. Uh, what about the PRP with, like, for example, they talk about like PRP with stem cells. Mm -hmm. uh, what about anything like that? Because I mean, stem cells are known to kind of regenerate dead cells and bring back uh, damaged cells. Because now a lot of doctors, what they're doing is they're bringing in stem cells with PRP, mixing it all together, and injecting it to create, you know, hair cells or hair <coughs> follicles. Is there any truth behind that, or is that just something where, uh, you know, it's just uh, trial error? It's an imperfect science. Um, <clears throat> we feel that the benefits and the risks involved with stem cells, it's just, it's not to the point where we feel comfortable offering it to everyone. It's you know, at early stages yeah. at the moment. Yeah, you know, there's, there's. I was reading some some clinical trial trials where some people had the stem cells implanted into their scalp and then it turned into bone. So it was, what? yeah, it was like cobblestone on their scalp, yeah. and it wow. just it caused further <coughs> hair loss, further damage, and that's it's just not a risk that's really worth taking. Oh wow! In my opinion. Um, no, I mean, uh, once once it's something that's a little bit more refined and we're able to control those you know signaling factors better mm -hmm. to make sure that it gets into into the pathway to create further hair growth then that's something that we'll definitely approach but as of now we're 
we just do PRP and PRP only mm. in terms of the As far as another question, uh, how do you <coughs> price something like this, depending on how much work it's going to take, or how does that work? Uh, the hair transplants are priced based on the individual need of the patient. So th the, the price per graft is fixed, but I might need something different than you might need or he might need. So... Yeah, somebody like Danny DeVito walks in and says, you know what, I want a full head of hair. It's going to cost a little <laughs> bit more rather than somebody like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or Armund or somebody like that where right. they have hair. It's just they want to kind of exactly. fill, Reinforce fill, it. It, fill it in, basically. I think yeah. I can take care of Armunds. <coughs> it's not that big a deal. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, God. You're on, you're on video, my friend. We're yeah, yeah, no problem. Right. Fantastic. So spray cut the check. Remember that <laughs> spray hair they used to spray it on shit oh, back <laughs> in the 80s? Jesus, guys. You get your can of those, brother. No worries. Well, then now there's those, uh, what is it, kabuki or kabuku or whatever it is where it's like. Topic? Yeah, man. It's like, it, it literally looks like, like Sticks hair. Sticks to your hair? Yeah. And it, and it looks it looks real. It's I mean, what a lot of celebrities use on TV shows and movies and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. And that stuff is like water resistant, right? You got to really shampoo it out. Yeah comes off easily but you know you could be under the rain it's not gonna <laughs> go down exactly. your forehead. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's that black streak on your forehead <laughs> trying to let cool man so, so like <laughs> trend. so like for example that could, like you walk in like when you walk into like a starbucks or whatever you know how they have those blowers right those fans so like if you have that kabuki in your hair if you open up the door to a starbucks and the wind blows into your hair is it gonna like so since since you guys are hair experts do you think our is our president's hair real or is it fake? What does it look like to you? Ooh, this is going to be a good, good question. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Oh, <laughs> Come on, you're still going to get the stimulus check. Don't worry. We'll the stimulus check does not stop people. <laughs> I've seen so many. I don't think I qualify for the stimulus check. I make over 75000 so. <laughs> As soon as my wife told me that, I was like, shit, man, we're not getting shit this year. <laughs> I, think, I think the so president has a great comb over. You think so? No, 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 no. There's much more than a comb over <coughs> going on, bro. In the 90s, that guy was completely bald in the middle, so something had to happen. There's much more than George, you want George, do you want to comment? Whatever that. it is, it looks supernatural. Yeah. George, super. supernatural? <laughs> really? Supernatural. George, super. George I, mean, I think looks, you, it you looks look like, like you want to say me. something more. It looks like a flap to me. I don't know. What's a flap? Like, just the flap procedure. Pulled it off somebody's ass and just whipped it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that what a flap? No, is the or? flap procedure that he was talking about. Basically, they take it, oh. they stretch it over, stretch yeah. his ah, skin over. Okay. okay, that makes sense. See, really? Wow. Because he used to have a crazy comb over. It would come from this side all the way. To this. Well, Alpha should do a flap from. Alpha's done, near his, man. Uh, Alfred's actually watching this one because he's his tailbone my brother. Area. Yeah, my brother. My brother's thinking about it. Like he's <clears> he's uh he's looked in and obviously we. He'll, he won't have any shortages of finding hair for, off of his No, I mean, he looked into the... What was that, what was that uh, place in Turkey? Oh, my God. Hair of Istanbul or something? He was like, look at this. This is, like, this is, this is basically you know what everybody's doing as far as hair transplant. It's the FUE and this. Yeah. And then he found you guys in Pasadena, and he was like, should I do a consultation? Should I go? Should I go? Should I go? And I'm like, hey, man, they're coming on the wise nuts <laughs> in about three weeks. So... It's, Speaking of the Istanbul's and the Canada's and the Mexico's, how how does one pick <coughs> a, pick the right clinic or the right specialist to do this procedure? Do a lot of research. You'd be surprised the amount of times we get <coughs> repair work done from different countries because mm -hmm. it is least expensive. A lot of times, a lot of these other clinics internationally, whether it's in Canada, Europe, Turkey, 
they bar, I don't want to use the word bar, but they take our photos and they post it on their social media accounts and they put their watermark on it. And people assume that, oh, for an X amount of money, you know, one-tenth of what we're going to pay here, we're going to get the same quality. Meanwhile, it's it's our work or someone else's work here in California. Or get what you pay for, man. I swear, you get what you pay for. Well, look, I agree with that. But I've known several people over the years where, for example, they've gone to Armenia for a uh, nose job job or uh, breast implants or dental work. And... You, I, I completely agree with you get what you pay for. But then you are paying what you get for an Armenian dollar value and Turkish dollar value as far as, right? Because, for example, let's say in Turkey, if it's three, four grand, three, four grand is probably equivalent to 20, 25, 30,000 here mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Because the average yes. person here, uh, average salary versus everything else. Cost of living. Yeah. yeah, cost of living. So... It's not necessarily cheap. It's just cheap for us because four thousand right. it's nothing for us. And, and I'm not saying that there aren't any good <coughs> clinics, yeah. but out of hundred, maybe eighty-five or ninety aren't top quality. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's where you really have to do the research. You'd yeah. be surprised the amount of times clients come in. We have to turn them away. Their donor region is depleted. If you read mm-hmm. all the articles and so on and so forth online. A lot of refugees, taxi drivers, there is no governing body that controls hair restoration in these foreign countries are performing these procedures. Wow. So oh, wow. really, you, know, you really want, uh, you know, someone that's unlicensed without the medical background, who's a part-time Uber driver <laughs> doing your hair transplants? Well, you know. uh, depends how much money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's going to do it for like a grand. Because that's always, that's always a concern of mine when it comes to medicine in healthcare is we've got... Review sites for every stupid bullshit service out there, aside from healthcare and law. There's you can't review anybody. I mean, vitals.com or health grades, whatever. They're, they're all BS sites. They have absolutely zero rating, zero anything. Real ratings. Yeah. The restaurant, you want to know anything about a restaurant? It's almost spot on Yelp. You can Definitely. go into eateries. Zagat, all a million different things. When it comes to their services. When it comes to services as far as something that's really, for example, you get a bad hair transplant, I'm sure it's more difficult to fix it than to do it right the first time, right? Mm -hmm. Just like with any other procedure, whether it's orthopedic, general surgery, Mm -hmm. anything you do, if you do it right the first time, it's much easier. So, And the second time is also more expensive. Correct, right? It's a correction to resume. Yeah. So you're botched, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to fix scar a, tissue. Yeah, you got to fix a botched hair transplant. Because everybody, if you look at their website, for example, anybody's website, they're going to put the positive reviews. There's, n- I, I mean, I and I thought about years ago actually creating a, a site or an app where people can really like an Angie's list. Angie's list, but, but for medical, for medical, but in a sense where. It's HIPAA compliant, and then there's actual reviews that have been uh, kind of, they're not uh, from a patient's perspective. It's been reviewed by a medical professional yeah. where you look at, for example, certain things to determine, okay, is this review legit, or, or are they just mm-hmm. pissed off because they have to wait 15 minutes in the waiting room, yeah. right? So there's no such service out there. And that's why, to me, it's uh, when people tell me, well, you should go do it here or there, like, well, how do you pick the right place? Um, how do you choose the right I provider would say to... This. I would say this. If you're going to leave the country to go do a procedure and then come back 
and you need to basically see the doctor, call it a week later, a month later, two months later, three months later, because maybe something went wrong. Do you really want to get on a plane and fly? You can't. You can't, bro. Mm -hmm. Whereas, okay, you're local. The guys are in Pasadena. You live in yeah. Glendale. You know, you do the procedure. A month passes. Like, you know what? You, I, you know, I want to talk to Jacques and George. I want to see, you know, how everything is going and make an appointment. But they're right down the street. Yeah. They're literally right down the street. And I think that's the most convenient part of it is being able to reach your doctor, you know, you know quickly. Quickly. Yeah. We have a good question from uh, one of our listeners, Armand Goyd. Yeah, Vahe says, uh, is there a guarantee on hair growth after a procedure? And uh, let's say if there's a bald spot afterwards, what happens then? There's, I never give any guarantees. Yes. There's no guarantees in anything no in medicine. No guarantees, no guarantees. Everybody's body will react differently. Yeah. No. But that being said, over 90%, 95% of what we transplant is successful, but I've also seen as low as 70%. A lot has to do with client's age, overall health, are they diabetic, did they catch an infection, is there a previous scar tissue, vascularity of the scalp, the health of the follicles. Do they smoke, do they drink, do they take medications that might interfere with the healing process. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of mitigating factors, but no, we've had pretty good results, 90, 95% of what we transplant sticks, which is great, a great number. Um, and but ten, again, there's no guarantee. Yeah. 10, 12 years, I've only seen about three or four clients who've never, who did not get a single worth of follicle growth. A single? But, and a single. Wow. And out of three, 4,000 yeah. procedures, three or four. So Ray just messaged me. Uh, guys, I'm going to post a picture on the feed. Uh, Jacques did this surgery, and this is raised before procedure, and after. Or procedure, surgery. sorry. This procedure. Don't this complicate is, things. <laughs> Surgeries are scary, okay? Stop yeah. saying that. This is, this Sounds is, like a <laughs> cardiac. <Cool. laughs> this, is, this, is, uh, uh, this is Ray's before and after. So. It's just above the head picture, right? No, no. It's, no, no, it's, it's just oh, mid-body picture only. Ray, do you give this permission to use your yeah, before yeah, and after photos? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, <he's, laughs> he, he said the only way you could share it is if you give Jacques credit. So uh, Jacques and George, LAFUE Hair Clinic, basically. So I'm going to be posting this. Yeah. By the way, they're both medical professionals. They're not Uber drivers at night and uh, daytime procedures. Jacques, you're a uh, PA, correct? right? And uh, George is an MD. So both of them have gone to uh, lengthy education process, especially George, to become a medical doctor and eventually pick to do and to choose to do uh Re uh, hair restoration, yeah. I mean, you could have done pretty much anything else you wanted, right? As yep. an internist, you had a lot of options. So it's, uh, I mean, they're not fly-by-night guys. It's uh, a lot of work. They're, they're here to stay. <laughs> and Jacques's been doing it for, what, 14, 12 years, you 12 said? Years. 12 over, years. Over and, 10. And you, Doc? This is my second year. Your second year, okay. So you're newer, but you're, I'm sure, with your uh, education... Um, Working with the best here. You so. are, so, yeah. You learn it from the best. Plus, he's go. my brother. He doesn't take it personally. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jacques, uh, have, how many people have you actually helped get into this uh, business? Do you guys uh, you take know, I interns? Train, I train doctors regularly. At least, you know, I get requests all the time. Right now, we're super busy. I don't have the time any longer, but I do have three or four doctors right now on the list waiting to get trained from different states and so on and so forth. 
Yeah. I've trained I, at least 10 doctors. I'm, try, I'm trying to post this, but it's giving me a little bit of an issue. I'll figure Take it out. Take your time. Don't yeah, worry. I'll figure it out. But Vi was asking if you're a smoker. I think they answered it. But as far as what are the effects of a smoker or somebody that, let's say, drinks socially, uh, do they need to stop smoking before the procedure, or is it just the results won't be the same? So drinking, we recommend you stop drinking two weeks before the procedure, mm -hmm. not even a single glass of wine. All uh, together. Just because it acts drinking. as a, yeah, all together, because it acts as a blood thinner. And mm -hmm. it's just, it makes a, the procedure a lot more difficult to do, and your results won't be as good. Mm. And we can't see what we're doing. And we can't see what we're doing. oozing and you're bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just busy cleaning your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, but regarding the smoking, I mean, smoking is, is known to cause vascular issues. Right. You know, heart disease, lung disease, so on and so forth, you know. And if it's happening in the blood vessels in your heart, what makes you think it's not going to happen in the blood vessels everywhere else in your body, including the small blood vessels that supply your scalp for your hair? I'm going to post this so. picture after this podcast is done because it's just technical difficulties. It's just not allowing it. But, just I mean, you're, you're looking at the photos. Ray went from, like, 55 years old <laughs> to, like, 25 years old. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and that's a comment. It's a compliment. Uh, yeah, it's a compliment. A <laughs> he looks great. The guy looks great. Full head of hair. Uh, perfect density and everything. But so, so if I do it, am I going to look thinner too? Or <laughs> depends that, on your donor. Is that a different issue? Bro, they said they do hair. They're not magicians. Oh my, what's wrong with you? <laughs> they, they have a they have a magic wand, but it's a different type of magic <laughs> it's a different wand. wand. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this question. As far and I don't know if this is a myth or not, but uh, from what I've read and heard is, anytime you get a hair transplant, the the current hairs that you have on your head actually get weakened because of the transplanted hair. Is that true? I mean, you could temporarily get shock loss. Because yeah. you're traumatizing the area. And when you're traumatizing the area, that causes a little bit of inflammation. But unless you're absolutely massacring and transecting the hairs that are still there, <coughs> they come back. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of time for the body to recover. And that mm -hmm. depends on the doctor or, or the PA who's doing it, correct? It depends yeah. on the instruments they're using as well. Yeah. You have to make sure that they're wearing loops or microscopes. And they get to have an awesome visual field. Wow, okay. Yeah. Mm. So the, it, potentially, I mean, like I said, you know, if you go outside of the country and do it where, you know, your Uber driver is doing it. <laughs> yeah. It can, you can screw up everything. Well, completely. Especially if he gets Absolutely. a call in the middle of the procedure, then he's got to pick, do I finish <laughs> this thing or drop, <laughs> drop off Janet at the airport? <laughs> Even though it's a procedure, infection can be a major issue here. With, with any medical procedure, even just getting an IV line can cause an infection yeah. technically. Yes. So infection is something that is a concern with any medical procedure, including hair restoration. But we take steps. We sanitize the area. Um, we disinfect the area, I should say. Uh, we provide antibiotics after the procedure Seven just to preemptively yeah, just to preemptively nip that in the bud because that yeah. can also affect results. Do you guys offer like a live while you're doing this? I think that would be a great YouTube. idea. Yeah, the YouTube videos YouTube are probably the closest live. we can get. Well, to so it. that's the closest. I thought the patient gets to watch themselves now or, or do they just watch like a movie or something? Some of them want to see what's going on. So we do have mirrors around uh, the, the procedural okay. room. But yeah, it's probably that's best you didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically you're, they're they're pulling hairs out, but you know <laughs> you just can't feel what they're pulling. You just can't feel it, and you're completely numb, right? It's you, you don't. What do they feel? Is it more of like a pressure, or is it? It's like a pressure. Yeah. Uh, really, the the most pain they feel is when they get the local anesthetic, and beyond that, they just say it feels like someone's just poking them. Uh, that's that's not too bad. 
I think the recovery portion is basic. I, I would say probably the toughest part, right? Because you got to like sleep sitting up for a couple of days, right? Yeah. And then itchy, for about any, seven days. any itchiness or seven, rashes. You cannot or, touch it. You can't touch at all. Oh my yeah. god! Seven days you can't lay down. No, you can. You can sleep on your back, but you can't sleep completely flat. You have to be forty-five degrees. Oh, well, yeah. you've had kids. I mean, you could sleep sitting up for a couple of days. What's uh, who, who told you I stayed up ever? <laughs> <laughs> ever. You weren't nursing. Just hang I yourself from your <laughs> just hang yourself from your shoulders and just. <laughs> Steve has a question. Um, are the side effects of Propecia exaggerated or understated? I think it's understated. Uh, from the research that people typically do, they say two to three percent of clients typically get side effects. In my practice, in our practice, we've seen 70 to 80% of clients who we prescribe it to complaining of the side effects. So it's not really 2 or 3%. Wow. Yeah. Out of 10, 7, 8 come back. Like, at the same time, we're looking at a much more condensed patient population where other conservative measures aren't working. So there might be a reason why. So, Are there, once the uh, FUE procedure is completed, let's say the once or twice, however many is uh, necessary, do they have to be on any long-term uh, supplements or the, the regular transplanted PRPs? Hairs don't need any of that. They'll be with you forever. But if you have natural <coughs> native hairs in between, those are the ones which are going to benefit from. Uh, yeah. So that's where the minoxidil, the Rogaine, um, the finasteride, if you choose to take it and you're not having issues with it, or the PRP, that's where that comes into place. The native hairs on your scalp that you want to keep after you had the procedure done to okay. at the very you know, worst delay your second procedure or third procedure as long as possible. Can the donor area, is there a, a time period where after, let's say, 5, 10 years, the same donor area can be reused or once that... You don't have to wait 5 to 10 years. You could have a second procedure as early as 12 months. Yeah. Right, but what I mean is, let's say, that square inch uh -huh. that you sure. used, can that be area be reused? You can, as or long as you have enough follicles. Just keep in mind, whatever's taken out, harvested, does not regenerate. Or does not regenerate. On the donor, it grows on the recipient side. So as long as the client has enough donor, you could go back into it as early as 9 to 12 months later. Hmm. Take more follicles out. But just keep in mind that every time you have a sub like subsequent procedure, the donor area will get more and more thin. Which follows naturally, if I take 3,000 this time, another 3,000 each subsequent procedure, the donor area will thin out a little bit more. And ideally, the first procedure is going to use up the best grafts, the higher density, the threes, the fours, the fives. And then the subsequent procedures will have ones, twos, threes. I mean, if you're lucky, you'll have great density as well still, but it's just, you know, a consideration to have. Yeah. So, I mean... You guys were mentioning something about three thousand grafts, or how many? How many grafts actually come out of, uh, on on average? How many grafts come out of a single procedure? It depends on the, the patient's donor. need. On average, the donor. Um, Would you say twenty five hundred to three thousand, or? That's about right. Yeah. Twenty five hundred to three thousand. Okay. And how many of those actually would you know when when implanted would actually? stay in and survive or is that again does that depend on the patient and if they over 95 percent should survive but once again patients age overall health how they take care of it yeah we always tell clients it's 50 percent what we do during the procedure and it's 50 percent to achieve 100 percent growth is how you take care of it once you leave our office you'd be surprised we've had clients after a hair transplant two days later they go to malibu they've never been to california it's their first time and they go in the water are you uh, serious? Yeah. A big wave comes and washes the grafts away. 
All your work is down the drain. Exactly. But you can recharge it. So how can we control that? You know, they come back to us a year later. They go, oh, my goodness, my density is not as high. Well, what'd you do? I went to Malibu. Big wave came, crashed in my skull. He's going to patch right here like God about (laughs) (laughs) I had one guy recently after a hair transplant. Very next day, he bumped his head going into his car. His complete left side, he was oozing, bleeding out. A year after, he's going to come and do a small touch-up. So... A lot has to do with how a client takes care of it yeah. once he leaves the doors. Uh, and it's not just, you know, not going swimming or not bumping your head, but, you know, taking the medications, um, making keeping sure the graphs hydrated, following, exactly, following post-op yeah. instructions. But I think that's the case with any type of procedure, whether yeah. the most complex surgery, a uh, triple bypass or neurosurgery or hair restoration. Post-op is, like you guys said, yeah, it's about 50%. Percent of course, of, man. Sometimes certain procedures, post-op is even more important than the surgery itself. Look, bro, look at it this way. Imagine imagine you have a heart attack, and yeah. you're a smoker, you're a drinker, you eat terrible food. You have a heart attack, you survive, they do bypass surgery, you're done. You you get out of surgery, you light up a cigarette. <laughs> that's exactly. You, you're you celebrate. You're celebrating. <laughs> That's, see, that's we made it, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with theirs. It's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. The guys did the procedure. They And, you know, George was saying it. He's like, it's like OCD, man. He's like, uh, you're working with your hands. And he's, you're working with one hair or two hairs or three hairs at a time, implanting them in the right places, making sure, you know, they're doing a good job to, you know, fill up the scalp. And then you decide to go to Malibu and <laughs> <laughs> surf with the sharks. Stupid. Yeah, the guy doesn't know when when he's gonna come back to Malibu, so yeah. <laughs> you can't just go lay on the sand. You have to get in the water. It, it was a perfect day. Wow. There you go. But uh, as far as the actual, scar, well, not the scar, but actual healing of the follicle to your scalp. So you drill the you drill the hairs out, and then you drill holes in, and then you fill up fill up the, the holes or we make incisions. There's yeah. no holes on top of the scalp. Yeah. So you know. we use the drill bit to excise the graft that we're going to implant and then with just you know a needle we just poke it repeatedly needle. yeah just oh okay so it's not, it's not the same it. it's not the same hole size no, it's no, small. no 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 it's much smaller it's, in, it's a slit oh okay yeah. yeah and then it's inserted and then it, but just it. like just like a scab it kind of has it to scabs, heal itself it heals exactly. and then over the course of the following 28 days you'll notice that they're going to fall out and that's what we want. Don't pick it, basically. Don't, yeah, don't pick, pick it. it. Let it take care of itself as long as the area takes up the DNA and it will start regenerating the follicle. On so itself. when can you shampoo your hair? The very next day. Re- what? Using a spray bottle or yeah. a cup. It's, 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 uh, it's yeah. very different. Very Not mi- your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very gentle kind of rinse more than anything. And then about 28 days later, you'll come in for your one-month follow-up, and that's when we'll really get in there and massage it, get the blood flowing, off. scrub everything off, all the scabs, all the... Residual, but hairs. you get to wash your hair twice a day with shampoo as early as the next day, without contact. Yeah. So it's basically, I mean, how do you put the shampoo on? You just shampoo, mix of shampoo and water, exactly. spray that yeah. on, yeah. and then one Two little bottles. bit later, spray just, the just clean water. Man, I'm getting like antsy just thinking oh, about it. Like man. Jesus, how am I gonna freaking? You don't have to you're pleasure yourself. Every I'm not about shampoo. pleasuring yourself. Well, you're like, can I? You're, just don't <laughs> touch you want, it. Give me that Windex spray. I'll show you how it's done. Exactly. Here's the thing. Have you ever had your hair shampooed by somebody before? Yeah. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Right. So a month later, you'll go and they'll massage <laughs> it. <and then laughs> it's the Did greatest. Did you seriously <laughs> say getting a 
hundred percent. It is the greatest feeling it's in the world. It's one of the it's best. best I could think of at least four better. Ah. <laughs> I said one of the. Keep it PG, please. There you go. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> We've never been PG around <laughs> here, buddy. Go back to a couple of episodes way back where a couple of our guests didn't know that it was a PG show. Maybe and... PG thirteen. <laughs> This is as PG as we've been since inception. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, Nick Nick was asking this. No, Nicholas was asking the same, same thing. thing yeah. You know, I thought you mean, were reading it, kind of. Yeah, you summarizing his question. No. That's why I was. No, no, I was. I actually, didn't ask it. Yeah, no, he was asking basically the same thing. So, ninety-five percent, you guys said basically. That's ninety-five percent. What, that's, yeah. what yeah. is held held onto yeah. by the recipient area? Yeah. But I and think I think what they're asking is a different question. How many yeah. grafts do you implant per, per centimeter, centimeter square? And that's a very good question because a lot of clinics use different numbers for for that exact question. So the scalp is, you know, divided into different zones, you know, moving front where the hairline is, going back two centimeters connecting at the temples. That's zone one. Um, we use as high of density as we can because that's what people see. You know, when I'm looking at you in the face, I don't see the back of your head. If you're balding in your crown, I see your hairline and I mm -hmm. see the density that you have. So we use as close of, to natural density as possible in that zone one, and that's per centimeter square 70, 70 to 100. Yeah, per one centimeter square. Per, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's what natural it's density is. just fine starts. work. I mean, that's why you were saying it is eight, nine hours of work. No. You have to be, I think, somewhat of an artist, too, to get it right so it doesn't look like, you know, you have Barbie Dale hair, hair transplant, like just exact... Somebody yeah. just took a ruler and there you go. It has to look natural, yeah. right? If it so looks too perfect, if it's too yeah. equal on both sides, it just looks just unnatural looks, yeah. and it looks strange. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to be irregular and asymmetrical. Yeah. Anything that's too perfect, too straight, man-made. Yeah, perfect exactly. Perfect nose job, perfect face width, for example. Yeah, like those, uh, those plastic surgeons who... They do nose jobs, and everybody's <laughs> nose is the same. <laughs> Male, female, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, like yeah. he, it's like he has a template. He puts it on. <laughs> okay, next one. Bring next him over. One. So th there, theirs is an art. So I'm assuming, like, basically, uh, like, the graph that you guys pulled out, you were saying there was, like, five and eight or hairs per graph. So yeah. those would go basically in the middle? The front. Or so would that go in behind the, the hairline? Behind the hairline. The hairline should just be individual one hair per graft to give it that soft, natural look. I see. And behind those, you know, couple of rows of singles, then we try to put in the, the, the higher density The grafts. fillers, basically. Kind yeah. of. Exactly. And the more hairs per graft behind the hairline, the higher the density you're going to get. Yeah. So is ultimately the quality of the hair, whether one ends up losing their hair or at what age or to what amount, um, is that something that's... Because... Over the years, I've heard so many things. It comes from your mom's side. It comes from your uncle, dad's fourth dad. uncle. Kerry. Uh, yeah. I've heard Kerry for yeah, the longest time. You always time. say, whatever your Kerry has, that's y what you have. Yeah. But, but then I've also, but that theory, I mean, to uh, some, for I'm some people it's, it's it. true. To, for some people it's not. And then they've also, you know, Asians have this type of hair. African Americans have this. Europeans have this. Yet I've seen some Armenians that have, such full head of hair it's like water doesn't even seep through it it, it <laughs> just glides down i'm serious yeah. and then you've got guys like me or some of my friends who had 14 days started <laughs> balding so where does this all where does it all come from how is there any uh, i'm sure there's research done but 
Is it's there, all genetic. It's, so I it mean, is, it's like 95, 98% genetics. It's not the environment you're exposed to or those any of that? Those, will, those are secondary. Yeah. Secondary. Products they participate, too. But I mean, most of these guys he's talking about were using three flower with a net for eight years. Now they're bald. Of course that's going to happen. Yeah, like well, traction but alopecia is, that true, is very common as well. You what know, traction, traction alopecia? Alopecia. Uh, seen a lot in women. Mm-hmm. You know, they wear extensions. Yeah. They pull the hair back really tightly. Uh, they have thinning across the hairline and the temples. So uh, that's basically self-inflicted. Yeah. You know, but number one cause is um, genetics. Genetics. Because Gen- yeah. I remember when I was young, cause my dad was a barber for 25 years. He'd always tell me, "Don't put gel on your hair. It's gonna make your hair fall out." And then I'd see other guys that put gel 18,000 <laughs> times a day. I used to buy mine from you, Dad. <laughs> 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 that full set of hair, and I would maybe use it once or twice a month, and my hair fell out, yeah. and theirs is just fine. Was your father bald? No, oh, he no. thinning hair like mine, but he's so almost. Like but he's almost seventy, and he has as much hair as I do. So, which is, I mean, okay. I'd be happy if at seventy I have that much. And hair. how was he when he was your age? A, a little bit hair. fuller. Because you could lose at an early age, but it can also stabilize for yeah. 30, 40, 50 years. His or at my age was a little bit fuller, but so it it. it Gradually. Uh, or even gradually. now, it's almost, you guys don't probably have the same hair right now. Yeah. Him and I have the, probably about the same amount of hair. And he's I think uh, years I older. have what, like my two uncles from my mom's side, same hair, mm. both of them. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go with the Kerry's this thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna Your go Kerry has good hair? Yeah. yeah. My Kerry was bald. Like, yeah. Well, see, I have, I have an older brother and I have a younger brother. Both, of both them bald. bald. Nothing on top. Both of our kitties are bald. I've tried to save as much as mine as I can from the garlic shampoos, aloe veras, uh, derma needling. He's tried things he's not even going to tell you guys. The what? The what? Don't forget the issue. What do you mean? Issue. Oh, the issue. Have you actually had people seriously ask you about it for hair loss or no? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And, it and one person also told me that he fell asleep in the farm one day and the sheep licked the, the top of his head and woke up with full head of hair. <laughs> you know what? I actually had a classmate in Armenia. Uh-huh. Uh, his name was Jibo. He's he's here now. But <laughs> where, right? um, where is he here? Or he's watching? Or? Or? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I remember he had this kind of uh, what do you call it? This this part of his hair was always just slicked back. He could never m- move it back to the left. And I and I would ask him like. You can't do anything about that? He goes, no, I'm, a cow licked me when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. And he just stuck that And way? I think that's what that, the, maybe his parents told him. Though. No, I think that's what his parents told him. Because his hair wouldn't come back. Like, this this part of it was always... I, just, that, I think that's all depends on how your hair growth is. Yeah. Because it, it, it probably just... That's that's the direction his hair growth. It's I like, guess that's how I, the, why it's called cow lick, maybe? Is it? <laughs> I mean, Possibly. Uh, if I go to a new barber, every time they tell me the same thing. Wow, your hair grows in many directions. How do you have hair like that? Like every time I go to someone new, I get that. And then they just get better at it. That's why I go to the same person because they already know how to cut your hair, you know? Because yeah. I have weird directions. If I wake up in the morning... Where did the cow lick you? What part did you spend? <laughs> I, I went to different barns, but you know. Yeah, I used to spend a lot of time milking cows as a kid. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Oh, God. Straight up. Now, what about this as far as another myth kind of buster? Does washing your hair cause hair, hair loss? Constant washing of the hair. Again, it's just going to come down to your genetics. If you want to give yourself a better shot, kind of that extra couple of percent that might contribute to hair thinning and hair loss, then 
maybe just use organic shampoos when you shower. But anything in excess that you do is potentially harmful. So don't anyway. buy your shampoo from the 99 cent store. Yeah. No. You want to avoid sodium lauryl sulfate, aluminum lauryl sulfate in your everyday shampoo. So yeah. Sulfates. Sulfates. Yeah. Yeah. Sulfates. Avoid sulfates. sulfates. Get something organic. Yeah. Anything no. from Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Also, it's, n- it's normal to lose about 100 a day. A hundred, hundred hairs a day? day in the shower, combing on the pillow. And it's easy for you to say. I have three women I live with, bro. <laughs> and then it, it'll basically it will def- will it grow back or is that it should? Yeah, they should. Grow it's part back. of the normal cycle of a it's hair fall. See, cycle. what I notice is anytime hair does fall out, there's no actual like root. It's just it's a straight hair. Yeah. Whereas if you ever were to like like for example when you pluck your eyebrow out. You have that white little follicle there. I mean, what? Why is it that when you pluck a hair out, you have a follicle, but when it falls out, it just... What? Every time you find the hair, you put it under the microscope. No, you look. I, I, you I try, you try to put it, it on and his and head. And you've seen an actual root before. Not the root, but you see like this little white, white little ball. Uh, like yeah, like this ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you need the root to stay behind for it to regenerate. Arn, I think what is this guy's try to put that new hair somewhere else? Just no, no, no. You try it on yourself? It's called grooming. Just say it, bro. You try it on yourself? Change your shampoo. <laughs> Don't use dog shampoo. I use baby shampoo. Me and my daughter use the same shampoo. <laughs> what did they say? The horse? <laughs> that horse hair shampoo? Horse oh, shampoo. my horse mane or, or something. Horse mane. Horse mane. Horse yeah. mane. That's what it was. Remember yeah. garlic? My dad used to sell a lot of that garlic shampoo at his shop. Garlic? Uh, Wasn't that like a thing? A... Uh, a pill you would take no, no, no. It was a drug? shampoo. He, a lot of people would ask for it because supposedly it would help regrow hair. I see. Jacques and George like, shut up and just get a hair transplant and take <laughs> care of your head. <laughs> Stop no. with these stupid garlic shit. No onion. Hey, just no go garlic. visit these guys. No That's onion. it. Just go visit yeah. these use, guys. You're done. Use garlic in cooking only. That's it. And, <laughs> Avocado and, and oil. And during the flu season. I have, I have some zankus if you want to rub yeah. them on your scalp. <laughs> How leave about it, <laughs> leave it overnight? <laughs> God. Hey, if it works, I'll do it. Zanku sechtor inside egg, beat it together, and then put it on your head. And See don't forget the avocado. And the turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> put a bunch of shit inside and just slap it on your head and Wake up, call it's it burned. a day. The skull's burned. Vi has another question. Uh, is it true that it's better to get the procedure done wintertime uh, because it's less sun exposure? or Depends on the client's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Schedule. You know, we've had clients uh, who do it in the summer, professors, teachers. Uh, we have clients who do it in the end of the year just because it's cooler. Um, and you don't want to catch an infection, and sweating can actually cause an infection. Mm. So if it's a cooler environment and your schedule allows you, it's probably a better time. Yeah. Summertime, people want to go swimming. And after a hair transplant, you can't do that. Sweating, constant, like greasy, you know, scalp, vacation. washing it constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you're in a controlled environment, no matter what the time of year is, it's yeah. you'll be okay. If you have you'll AC, or yeah. you're fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Why if it's do you have AC? It's below the he's actually, he's actually an electrician. I hope he has AC. <laughs> well, I hope so. Well, the, uh, Steve has a question as well. He says, is derma rolling nonsense? It helps stimulate the follicles. <coughs> just want to make sure that it's not a deep derma roller because you don't want to create scar tissue. Yeah. Just stick to under 0.5 millimeters. And don't do it more than two, three times a week. What is that? Basically, just roll some needles on their head? Yeah. It has like five, six hundred microscopic, not microscopic, but micro needles. And creates um, blood flow to the area. Because essentially, blood flow is what kind of keeps the follicle alive, right? Yeah. 
gets the oxygen, nutrients from the less blood. What about hanging upside down? Have <laughs> 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 the blood rush to your head? <laughs> you have a full head of air the next day. Depends, <laughs> if, depends if you have toddlers around the house. You'll, you'll, you'll wake up with some new problems if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> or won't wake up at all. Aneurysm. Oh, gosh. What else we got here? Uh, Mike is asking about uh, Sev Sapon, black soap. You guys heard of the black soap? Uh, no, uh, not really. If it's organic, it should be perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. Mike, uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but if you want to elaborate, we can... Is this the one that's made out of uh, grapes? No, I remember, olives, I, I remember in Armenia we used oil. to have black soap... Um, but I forget what it was made out of, though. I see. It was supposed to be technically organic. Um, and I've seen it here. I think at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and Sprouts as well. But Oh, it's made of ash, bro. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's African, not bad. African, yeah. Yeah, ash is a very good uh, cleaner. So, yeah. I guess it's like a charcoal, basically, no? Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, like I, everybody uses the charcoal nowadays <coughs> for, like, their teeth whitening stuff and, I guess, hair as well. For the pores, gets the gunk out. Does it really? Yeah. Well, Black, what is blackheads? Like yeah, the blackhead, that black thing they just put on. And then oh, is that ash? It's ash. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I had it done a few weeks ago. I tried it. What well, the actual ash thing? The, the on your the face or your butt? Face. No, the oh, butt no, they I'm wouldn't do. They wanted. <laughs> they wanted you there. They wanted huh? a separate <laughs> appointment for that. <laughs> do your back line. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Sorry, no, there it is. It Jenny says something. it. Tar African tar soap. That's what it basically. Well, leave it to Jenny. Where have you been? <laughs> Jenny's Jen. been MIA Jen, for a while. Jenny's been complete MIA. Come back, Jenny. Where the heck have you been, Miss Wikipedia? Seriously. Um, what else we got here? As Jenny knows questions. a lot, bro. Hmm? Jenny knows a lot. She's <laughs> probably forgotten more than what I know. <laughs> have you heard that saying before? Because <laughs> uh, some, you know, sometimes people will ask you, "Well, how much do you know?" Well, I've forgotten more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably <laughs> on the real side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys, you guys are, are you guys on social media at all? Uh, yeah. We do have an Instagram. We okay. have Facebook, YouTube, YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys? Uh, you you guys probably get the algorithms all the time. But have you seen those infomer Not those infomercials, but those sponsored pages where it's. I think one of them is called Keeps. Keeps. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one, Hymns. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on those? Uh, medications. I mean, they're medications. Um, they're going to do what they're designed to do. It's just whether or not they're getting the, the patient or the client, whatever, is getting the appropriate counseling. Yeah. You know? But is it trustworthy enough? Some are like, misleading. Uh, yeah, some are a little misleading. They might say, you know, you're going to grow your hair back, which, you know, it's highly unlikely that you're going to grow your hair back by taking this magic pill, finasteride, when... You I know, mean, it, it will grow your hairs, but not to the before and the yeah. after photos extent that they show It you. looks like they straight up had a hair transplant. Yeah. Literally, just, bro. Just, I mean, you yeah. look at it, you're like, oh, wow. It's really, really, you know, it looks legit. I'm, it's like younger guys as well. So they, I think they're targeting a certain audience. These medications, you have to catch it early. And if you've lost your hairline, your temples, none of these, most of the time, 90% of the time, don't bring it back. It's yeah. mostly for the mid-scalp and the crown regions. Yeah. Some of these before and after photos uh, we we've shown we've seen is you know it's misleading. Yeah, uh, but it definitely does help. Yeah, <coughs> Vi has a question. Uh, he says, "Do you guys do financing as far as absolutely?" The there you go, Vi. Financing, credit cards, care credit, care credit. No, the interest rates too high. Okay. They were charging us thirty percent. Wisenitz oh, wow. has a uh, credit line, zero percent, first twenty four hours. 
And then 23% after that. Compounded. 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 By the time you're done, you take a mortgage out on your house to pay off. You know, if you guys are interested in finding out how much it does cost, the guys said it, you know, they said it it all varies from patient to patient. $6 for a few we graft. And it's just and whatever, the, whatever the need is for the patient. And the consult, consulting is free, though, the right? Consult yeah, the consult, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Rough range, as little as nine to ten thousand. Uh, and worst case scenario, if someone has severe baldness, it could be as much as twenty-one to twenty-five thousand. Depends if they want to do PRP and so on and so forth. Oh, okay, mm. there you go. Twenty-five grand to get a new. I was, I was, I was thinking the guys might not want to disclose their pricing, but hey, Jacques, right there. Uh, it's on our website. Yeah, it's yeah. lafeurehairsummit.com. Yeah. It's right there. Hey, look, if you have a budget of two grand, you're gonna waste your time going over there <laughs> to get a consult, and then you guys can squeeze it into two. Three. No, just if you know, ten you, grand. What is it, boss? On plus, it, it's like, a, can, eight, you do, can you do a dollar a hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have extra somewhere? Put it. But, you know, there. most places here in California charge seven, eight. I've heard up to thir- thirteen dollars per graft. Really? Yeah, in Beverly Hills. So six dollars isn't the cheapest, but it's also not the most expensive. Yeah. But it's a you know? drive, guys. Drive from Beverly Hills for them to come down to Pasadena. You'll be surprised. About seven dollars. Our clients hand. they fly from Australia, Moscow. That's you know, wow. so it's you know. Half an hour drive. <laughs> do people think if it's in Beverly Hills, it's better? Like, why do they have Sometimes the name sells. Oh, I have it done in Beverly Hills. Look, you know how many people I've, I've even heard over the years, like, where'd you give birth at Beverly Hills? Why? You live in Glendale. <laughs> why the hell didn't you go to Venice? You drove to Cedars to give birth and, and what? You she know, probably had the baby the on, the way to the, <laughs> on the way to Beverly Hills. No, man. They the kid's crowning. Plan, they planned it no, that man. way thinking my baby was born in Beverly Hills. 90210. What? 90210. You, you get half exactly. the net worth of all the uh, rich people there or what? No, when he goes back to Armenia, he can brag about it too. Oh, I was born in Beverly Hills, <laughs> not Glendale. That's right. Yeah. Are you from Glendale? No, because no, no. Pas- Pasadena, you know, that's where majority of my... Well, you know, Pasadena used to be the old Beverly Hills. Well, San Marino, probably, I would say... Is Pasadena. It's still up there. Still, yeah. Back in the 20s. Still is... Uh, you, even certain streets, you have all these A-list celebrities yeah. moving in there right now. No, I, I, I personally, majority of my work is in San Gabriel Valley, Pasadena especially. Yeah. So, I, I mean... I would say maybe the highest density of physicians may be in Pasadena, I think. Uh, Glendale doesn't even have that many physicians, as, as many as probably Pasadena does. It's, it's all medical buildings. And, and we only have one uh, hospital. Uh, Huntington? Huntington, yeah. Huntington yeah. 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 I mean, the next biggest one is San Gabriel Valley Medical. No, Arcadia. Is it really? Yeah. I thought Arcadia was three or four. I think, I, I think Arcadia even has... The, the largest ICU unit maybe in the country if I'm not wow. mistaken. Don't quote me on this, but we'll yeah, yeah, Arcadia Methodist. Is we'll here. hold that to your wise not shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Now, you went, Jacques, you mentioned you were like, I had mine done in Beverly Hills. Are you okay? You're okay to talk about your transplant? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, how old were you again when you said you did 28. And how many, and how many times, how many, t- and how many procedures have you done? At least three. 9,000 grafts. Three procedures. Yeah. FUE every single All one FUE. of them? yeah. And there you go, Thank guys. goodness. And, and how, I mean, when the first time you did it, you weren't, you weren't doing this, right, as far as nope. a job? 
Oh, I was a regular patient. Did my research, found a clinic that I wanted to go with, and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. That's where he learned as well. That's, yeah. And no scarring in the back. Um, when I shave it down, you might see some hypopigmentation, but I don't have that ear-to-ear -ear linear scar. So, I mean, as far as, like, for somebody who were to do two or three surgeries, would they be able to get that nice buzz cut? You want to check out my donor region? Why not? Let's uh -huh. see. Hold on. <coughs> Holy shit, bro. There's nothing. You, you can't really see it, yeah. That looks better than much do many donors around here. You see how you do this? <laughs> you can't see can't see anything. There's no happy face. There's no, if you is very clean. It's as clear as it is. No yes. happy face. I don't want it. There's a happy it. face in the front, not in the back. There you <laughs> go. Seriously. Exactly. I like that. And this is three very procedures. Three procedures. And the donor region still looks pretty strong, right? You're very strong. It yeah. looks like you could probably do another I could probably I, do another three more two. procedures. I could yeah. use some of your donor <laughs> region. <laughs> see, uh, now I'm curious about that. Let's say for... Would a brother be able I to donate? You can't donate. No, you can't. If that's what See, you're that's a good really? I was, to. I was no. thinking of that. That's a great Why not? It's not just the hair. It's not just the follicle. Technically, it's you with can, just like the cornea, but because the follicle itself comes just more than the hair itself, you get yeah. the oil glands, you get the skin, you get the DNA. muscle. And your body's going to reject part that. That your body rejects. Wow. Yeah. It's like an organ transplant almost. It, it, it is. It's, it's the smallest, smallest organ. Yeah, it is an organ, just like the heart. The kidneys, so on. Yeah. Well, remember, your your skin is the what largest organ in the body, right? Yeah. So yes. basically, a part of your skin is basically mm -hmm. being implanted back into your body. Well, for some people, yeah, some people have thick skin, some people don't. So it depends. There you uh, go. Some people have thick skin around the skull. That's the problem. <laughs> so three procedures, and he's he's actually ready. He could he could do another one, but maintenance wise. Anything Maintenance, do? I do uh, topical minoxidil, I do PRP, and I do uh, topical dutasteride as well. How often do you do minoxidil, for Every example? morning. Really? After shower, yeah. Yeah, me too. Every morning? Every, Every morning. morning. You've, you've had a you've procedure had a as well? Procedure? Or just, you no, just I haven't had a procedure. Preventive, yeah, yeah, just preventative. Preventive measures. Oh. Okay. Now, you, don't, you don't have to have a procedure to do these topicals. Yeah. The sooner you catch it, the better. The sooner you start, the more likely you can delay a procedure. Ah. So every morning you wake up, take a shower, add, put minoxidil, yep. put product, and then head out? Or That's it. Yeah. Instead of using gel, I use the Rogaine foam. Same. And it's giving right. you styling. You're styling your hair at the same time your hair is benefiting. So, and the Rogaine foam doesn't have any of the ED side effects or any of that stuff? No, it's topical. Yeah, the most common side effect for the Rogaine or the minoxidil, the generic name. Dry, just itchy be dry, scalp. itchy scalp. Yeah. Uh. And if you overdo it, you get palpitations because palpitations it was originally a blood pressure medication. So, yeah. really, yeah. Oh, so you, uh, as a topical, you get palpitations? No, so it was originally a blood pressure pill, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then, you Even know, after now. it was released, women were coming into the clinic saying, Doc, I have, you know, hair on my lip now. I'm starting to grow hair on my pits, on my back. <laughs> and, you know, and a girl and a parent. Dr. Rogi, it's a holy shit. <laughs> I got, I got something right here. Yeah. Basically. Because, um, I mean, that's how, you know, any FDA trial is. Once it gets to stage four, it's just released to the public, and that's when they start seeing these, these side effects of medication. And it was really a side effect is the hair growth of the pill. So they took it, they reformulated it into a topical. And, and that's how we know it works. That's how we know it works, because it was originally a pill, and they took it, and they just grew hair everywhere. So Same with finasteride, dutasteride. It was used for prostate. Still is. Still is. Mm. Side effect is hair growth. Yeah. Wow. So we give a lower dose for hair growth now. Yeah. And minoxidil, <coughs> what is the percentage of minoxidil in there? Uh, for, for men, we recommend 5 to 5%. 5 minoxidil. to 5? 
the five percent. The five percent. The five percent. And for women, two percent. Okay. No, you could go as high as seven, eight, yeah. but nothing more than seven percent doesn't make it any better. So you're basically capped at like seven. There's no point of going higher yeah, than that. Exactly. Anything you just cause more irritation of the scalp. Yeah. So is it more of like an itchy scalp, dry scalp? That's what happens. That's what happens exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you want it to touch your scalp, is that? Yeah, what you, I'm you you put it in your hair and you massage it to the okay. skin. That way, it absorbs and the follicle gets the stimulation. Yeah. After shower is the best time to use it. Now, if you were to get a hair transplant and you don't want to put any minoxidil or any of that stuff, will the follicles that have been transplanted or the hairs that have been transplanted survive? It will. Mm-hmm. But if you have native hairs, those are the ones you want to save, so you don't I do see. a second procedure soon. You know what I, I mean? Why did I have three? I didn't need three to begin with, but I wasn't doing minoxo. I wasn't doing the detasterite PRP. Now I am, so hopefully it'll delay my fourth one. There you go. <laughs> I mean, would you, I don't think you need a fourth one, man. This uh, guy's got a full head of hair. You have more you. hair Thank than you. I do, buddy. Thank you. Who's going to do your fourth one, if ever? Dr. George. Dr. George. LAFME <laughs> Hair Clinic. That's right. Looks like Vi is going to be visiting you guys soon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you don't go. Don't forget to mention the Wise Nuts, Vi. Yeah, Wise Nuts. You get a special discount for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just throw the guys right under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you get 40% off. <laughs> All services. Hey, don't I say that, bro. You don't I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. You don't get jack shit. Don't <laughs> <worry>. <laughs> we'll finance for That's you, too honest, bro. What? Jack You shit? just get the best guys in LA. I mean, that's, that's all you need. That's anyway. worth everything. What else does he want? You get guys with experience and you get yeah. guys that are local. Yeah. And you get honest guys. Yes. It, like they said, if you're not qualified for it, they're not going to do it. They're not going to basically overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. Let's put it to you that way. <clears throat> That's the best thing. That's the we best. We like to underpromise and overdeliver. There you go. Exactly. Uh, anything else? Any other questions what? you guys might have? Uh, no, I think you guys. Uh, what? Anything you uh, kind of inputs you wanna uh, you I mean, wanna share with the the viewers as far as what they should know that we haven't covered or any questions? I mean, they a really asked? good tool would be to go on YouTube, type mm-hmm. in LAFUE Hair Clinic, and watch live videos from start to finish. And we have separate videos showing the before and after videos of these guys who had the procedure. So yeah. if there's anyone that's interested, has questions, the, you know, they may not remember to ask. I think these are very informative tools. And for women? Uh, we have women as well. But they, for women, it's a little bit different because their hair loss is diffuse thinning and it's all over the scalp. Even their donor regions affected because yeah. it's more hormonal. Uh, and they're not the best candidates unless it's due to uh, secondary causes such as traction alopecia. Then we could, uh, you know, fix it, mm. restore it, I should say. Yeah. I see. Otherwise, the FUE procedure is not effective. Or it's I not mean, even it's doable. A, the, the it's transplant hairs can still fall off. Yeah. Uh, kind, of a, kind of a waste, basically. It would yeah. be a waste. So that's why for them it's more about maintaining what they have, and PRP and topical medications is yeah. usually the best. Mm-hmm. But, of course, every client's different case by case. We have to evaluate. Right. Yeah. And another cool. thing is if you're on the fence about, you know, even just talking to someone about it, it's, it's the consultation is free. We're not going to try to force anything on you. We're not going to upsell you. We'll just teach you about FUE, teach you about PRP, what these medications do, how they do it. And at least you have that information and you can do something. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I think for a guy, it's one of the, I mean, for a female, obviously it's worse, but for a guy, it's a tough conversation to have with somebody as far as, hey, listen, I'm losing my hair. What can I do? Is it worth doing this transplant? Will it grow back? Will it not? How long will it take? Uh, the guys basically will sit down with you. They'll explain everything from step one to yeah. the end. 
But the technology has been around long enough where it's it's proven. It's not something that you're in clinical trials. It's exactly. not something you're right. Yeah, it's been around for what uh, 12, 14 years. Over ten, over ten years. Yeah. yeah. So the technology has been around. I'm sure hundreds of thousands of procedures have been done throughout the world. Not millions. If not millions, yeah. Uh, so you're not going to be the first. You're not a guinea pig. Yeah, Especially seriously. these guys, they're, they're pros. Uh, Over a decade of experience, yeah, guys. Because yeah. that, that makes a difference. I mean, it's not... Uh, when it comes to... Especially something that takes artistic... Uh, abilities as well. It's not just about exactly. and medical abilities. It's not just science. Yeah. It's also it's not, ar- yeah. artistry yeah. involved. You have to be able to uh, go with the right person, so they make it look at just like plastic surgery. You don't want to come out of there looking like a factory made made in China type of you know. You just have this. <laughs> <bulk>. <laughs> right. Well, have you Especially seen those? These days. <laughs> have you seen those new toupees that people are doing now, where they? They glue shave it. On? They yeah. shave it. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, crazy. And then they man. glue it, and then they buzz the sides, and they comb it, and, it, and you can hair. wash it's your intense. hair. It's insane, bro. But it's like that. I think that one is like probably the most obvious one because it's like you're bald one day, and then you go to the office the next day, you got a full head of hair That's like right. Fabio. <laughs> but those things are the hardest hits towards your industry. I'm betting you, with those glue ones, because they're so much cheaper. Where actually, it's a lot well, more expensive. Because really? it's constant, man. You gotta, oh, yeah. you, gotta you gotta have to do monthly maintenance. Time. You gotta get haircuts. You gotta change it. I think a really good is at least five, six hundred dollars. Yeah. You're spending wow. over seven thousand a year, and that's a long term thing if you want to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. see, and that's you know something. If someone's not really a candidate for a hair transplant, if they're so bald and their donor area is so poor that they won't qualify for one, then that's when we would make the recommendation that you should look into this. Hmm. Well, yeah. let me ask you guys this. As far as a hair transplant, now, I've noticed you guys always buzz somebody's hair, right? You, you shave the back. Correct. And now, let's say for, for somebody like me, where I want to kind of get a, just a filler in, and I don't want to shave my head. Is it possible to do this procedure? You can. Yeah. It's just... We can't well, do 3,000. We yeah. won't do 3,000. We can, but we won't. Just because we want to limit the time the grafts stay, stay outside the body. Because the longer the graft is sitting out there in the Petri dish Die. with the... With the fluids, then the survival rate survival rate goes down. So it'll be much lesser hair. That, yeah. yeah. So we do about no more than fifteen hundred grafts yeah. non shave So when you shave, it's more about having more room to work and easier Higher density, access. Is that easier what it is? access? No, nothing blocking your uh, your view. So why would you not want to have them shave it to I look get at better it, results? In the end I look the at it as okay. Let's say for example, somebody who's doing maybe a second procedure, and maybe they did. Uh, zone one, right? Mm-hmm. Zone one and zone two. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning this shit, bro. Zone one, they no. did zone one, they filled it up, and now they want to do like the back, the crown, yeah. and they don't want to shave the head, they got to go back to work. And there's also a hybrid cut. Yeah, so that's a different story. If you want to keep the hair long in the area that we're working, that's a different story. If you want to do the procedure in the back, for example, but you want to keep the hair, then that's a lot more feasible because we're not yeah. working in this area. We're working here, and that's the area then, then we could shave. I see. You'd have better results if you let them shave. In a exactly. Yeah. You get higher density, procedures much faster, and the survival rate's higher. Yeah. Unless you want to look like a peeled egg, right? You know. As vice. <laughs> For, uh, sometimes we do get these actors and actresses that they, months. that they do want to have the transplant, but they can't have six months off because they yeah. have a commitment for a TV show or a movie. Right. So we'll do smaller increments of 500 or under 1,000. Uh, and then no one would know they've had anything done. But I wouldn't recommend it for the, you know, 
everyday client. Right. Yeah. It's it's going to be more expensive because you're constantly coming Plus back. Plus, it's twice as expensive when there it's non-shaved. Go. It's $12 a drop versus 6 Wow. Uh, Arn, we're shaving yours, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, guess I'm here. I guess I'll be coming to the show bald next month. Why are you so concerned about shaving? <coughs> My head? Yes. He's a real estate pro. Okay. And? Well, you think he gets deals because of his looks? <laughs> have, have you seen I his face and his height, bro? What are you talking about? I have an image to keep. I what have an is image that to image? Keep. Well, it's all my, my, my face is all over business cards, flyers, signs. People's cars. You should update that it's face like, on the bit. You look younger now than in that five years real ago. estate He's picture. He's got a 747 with his picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, ima- imagine this now. Imagine they call me to a listing appointment, and I walk in, and I'm a bald guy. They go... We have Wise Nuts hats, bro. What's wrong with you? All right, man. Come on. <laughs> Every week, guys. No, Every seriously, week. you got to change that. You're actually, you're it's actually. It's four years pro- old. Yes, you look like you look like you took that photo for your social security exam. But it's four years old. I know you look younger now than you. For some reason, it's the tie. There's something with that. Well, I don't you wear a tie anymore to work. You That's actually look like a '70s porn star now. This is what we deal with every week, guys. Every week, <laughs> he'll have to shave the beard. We're complimenting. We're complimenting. He looks better now. now than he did it four he years ago. It's time to upgrade, bro. I'll Photoshop a beard onto my my right, my, uh, my photo. <laughs> I don't know why realtors never change that damn photo. What are you photo. talking about? It's a four-year-old photo. I've changed I, my photo three bro, times in the past ten I years. I know realtors that have had the same photo since 1978. Well, that's different, bro. It's like, change the goddamn photo already. I'll, I, I I'll, think he's waiting to get his hair transferred. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Update his photo. In that case, then I support his decision. There Otherwise... It'd be a waste, right? right. Of course, see? Just keep looking. Otherwise. And then I got a Photoshop hair <laughs> onto my head. I'm, I'm just joking, by the way. <laughs> at, least, at least go blonde hey, before I've, we go I've honestly, it. I've honestly considered as far as filling filling it in, uh, the whole density well, thing. You feel like you, you don't have enough density? Yeah. Really? Have you ever shaved your head or no? Have I, sh- I used to shave my head. R- like bald? Buzzed, yeah. Really? I showed you my donor. Show me your donor. What do you mean? Oh, come on, <laughs> man! Yeah, All right, so I don't have a donor. I don't have a donor. Right. Size, the back. Donor looks good. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I don't have a donor spot. <laughs> <laughs> the guys are freaking out. They're like, well, they don't look at a hair transplant. No, I, I think I see it now. I don't know, man. Do I need? Hair I'm not going to say anything. No, right? I just need to fill it up. You look good. I don't need a hair transplant. If it doesn't bother right? you, don't do it. Well, I don't think I'll. I'm not ready to go get anything medically done for looks. It's just not me. Yeah. I don't give a shit. My nose could be crooked and I just don't give a shit. If it bothers you, you have the option. Edgar's a black sheep of the of the wise nuts. <laughs> there you go. These guys want to look good, but mine is a, I'm too scared to get under any no, type we're of We're way beyond procedure. looking good. It's just a matter of you know. Arm, it's all about natural beauty here, bro, you know? Well, not all of us have it. What do you want me to say? I was blessed, brother. What there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, address, phone number, anything you guys want to uh, plug in before we call it a address, day? Address, we're in Pasadena. Um, you could find our contact information on our website, L-A-F-U-E, hairclinic.com. And if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, you can. It's la.fue.hair.clinic. And uh, our phone number is very easy to remember. It's 626-222-8888. Oh, wow. So wow. There you go. Sounds like a We'll revise the uh, post so we can include the phone number yeah. on the website so they can sure. go on there. Also include uh, the Instagram if you can. Maybe. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. plug both. We'll plug all three of those in there so they can get a hold of you guys um, and, you know, come in for a consultation and 
Hopefully, you know, bring in, bring, hopefully the wisest will bring you guys in business. <laughs> awesome. That'd be great. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys. Other than that, thank you guys for, you know, taking time out of your quarantine Monday to join us from <laughs> six inches away from each other. Uh, if you guys sneeze, cough, have eye fever, you can blame Edgar for that one. Yeah. <laughs> with this mask. Poor guy. Well, you're the only one that hasn't coughed all this time. I know you haven't, but it's like you walked in I'm today with I'm assuming this microphone was sanitized, right, before? We yeah, got yeah definitely. Yeah. Always. It was spit, it was spit shy. Before, we, we have a crew come shy. in after every show. Before and after. Mm. Just so you guys feel comfortable before and after. You see all the dust that was all done up right before we came. Uh, I'm just messing. I, of course, man. We know, we know. Uh, other than that, thanks, guys, for taking time out of your Monday Absolutely. for joining Thank us. You for having guys, us. if you need you guys. any sort of uh, help as far as with uh, hair transplants or anything as far as with uh, your hair. Maintenance. Maintenance. PRP. Um, FUE. FUE. Contact the guys. Going no. for a tune-up. Don't worry about it. Oil change. Foreigners <laughs> <laughs> are always accepted. <laughs> and we'll post the information uh on our on the on our page and on the actual podcast itself, so you guys could um, find the uh, information for the guys. Other than that, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere, guys. Uh, support, support, support. Follow, like, comment, share, share, share. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag wise nuts, <laughs> guys. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Stay safe out there. Sanitize your hands and stop hoarding toilet paper. Stop playing with yourself. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you.